0: Started hanging out on the records.
1: Also, telling CNN that the alleged gunman made anti Jewish comments during the rampage. So, everyone's back with me to discuss this. Uh, joining us is also Brian Stelter, our chief uh, media correspondent. Uh, Brian, uh, a lot of these anti-Semitic, uh, this anti Semitic vitriol uh, that, we, that we're now digging up, we're seeing more and more of it, uh, it, was posted on a social media
2: platform.
1: It's, it's digital threat intelligence.
3: It's looking beyond the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Instagrams. It's starting to dive into threatening statements that are made in the deep and dark web, alt websites. Uh, so when we start looking at this individual, we're going to be looking at obviously his statements on Gab, but beyond that, how many other things have, has he, you know, been posting on? Again, these are red flags, but they highlight a real challenge for law enforcement: is the availability to. You know, take all of this information in, digest it, and then make a decision as to do we go and, and look at this individual? Like, how do we, what is the threshold for law enforcement engagement? I mean Twitter and, and Facebook and everything like that, they have standards. Right. When you start going into the domain that has no standards, that it's a free range behind paid firewalls. What is law enforcement's ability to get in there and and start looking at early warning of anomalous behaviors, red flags. Every single time we've sat at this desk, we've talked about, well, there was a posting here, there was a posting there. But how can law enforcement engage? And I think that's what we need to look at, is giving law enforcement the tools to look at everything. There's analytics around digital media every single day. I mean, Target can tell based upon my profile when I want to buy a blender, right? They should be able to come up with algorithms across the board to become unified to start looking at this anomalous behavior to see what is an early warning sign for for, for, for behavior that moves that has the potential to move along the continuum from just rhetoric to physical action.
4: When we contacted the FBI today. That's what they say. It's the existence of these sites, where you can do anything, say anything, and usually these guys will say, "No, I don't mean it. I'm just playing around." But some of them are serious. The tools that they need.
1: Okay, but even Mike, even, even if they do have these tools to monitor, even if they have the manpower to monitor all these different sites, and if the, the, the environment is fracturing every single day, yeah, yeah. It's, it's you can't act on that necessarily, yeah. short of you know an actual threat.
5: Well, I will tell you, major police departments do have social media awareness platform you know, to model Twitter or Facebook. With a case like this, though, unless you know about the individual, let's just say we have that, I'm going to say, I'm going to go after them, put it yourself in the wall because sure. if you don't know who it is, you're not, not located. It, it really isn't helpful because we don't know where to go to protect them or engage them. With that said... Someone creates a threat profile on him, whether it's neighbors, his family, for whatever reason. Not enough evidence to have an arrest, but there's a lot of radical views and behavior. Somebody comes through and says, "I think he's going do violence." You could do a target profile on like that, and if they say something like that, right. maybe you could engage. But I will tell you, this is where civil liberties and law enforcement come sorry. No, please. But you know if. Because if you do that, the one part person, a civil libertarian, will right. tell you, oh, this is your Brother. Now, watching, these are the things that society has to balance, like protect, just like we did after 9-11. To yeah. protect the country, there's certain measures we have to take, have to explain it to the public. And I think people generally agree. As long as it's not being abused, it's being monitored. But I think without question, the first response is that people have to, have to people, got to that right. people. Right. Let me give you
1: one example, too, just as an example. So we've been showing-
5: City Football Club after he died in a helicopter crash on Saturday local time, along with four other people, Chesh Young.
6: The owner of Leicester City Football Club was among the five passengers who died when his helicopter crashed outside Leicester's King Power Stadium on Saturday evening local time. The club has confirmed that all of the five passengers on board, the owner Vishai Srivahana Prabha, two members of his staff, the pilot, and a passenger died when the aircraft spiraled out of control after taking off and crashed in the car park just meters outside the stadium. No one on the ground was hurt. The Thai billionaire businessman bought the club in 2010 for about 15 million US dollars. Under his leadership, Leicester City returned to the top flight in 2014 and won their historic first Premier League title in 2016. On Sunday, local time, fans laid flowers and paid tribute outside the King Power Stadium.
4: Indescribable. really, he
7: so much money into the club, and come up from receivership, put the money in, built the team, won the premiership. Well, we couldn't do it without him, it's, like say, it's just an job. Mm, really. I don't really know,
6: The book of condolence will be open at King Power Stadium from Tuesday morning. In a statement the club said, quote, Leicester City was a family under his leadership. It is as a family that we will grieve his passing and maintain the pursuit of a vision that is now his legacy. Chesham, Arirang
8: vibrations lead us all right. Let's not go so on, baby. Let's be free. i reach for you, honey. you reach for me. Getting into each other. it's yes, we'll unite. And feel that
9: love's vibrations lead us all right. We'll do the. We'll do the. We'll do the. We'll
8: do the. We'll do the. We'll do the. Things together only now
4: Protection will lead to great prosperity and
9: business has been going, you know, and it's it's good to see you still a part of the dance community and keeping it alive and keeping it rolling. Now, now let the rest of the viewers and listeners know today, like, what Large Records has been about and what
0: made you start Large Records? I moved to Chicago For 15 years and, um, I've DJ, mm-hmm. and I've never put a record out that i and I've never put a record out and I've never put out a record that I wouldn't I like mm-hmm. so I'm always in tune with what I like to do and it's always the direction that I'm to so, and right now as a DJ I'm really influenced by a lot of the DJ Minimal mm-hmm. house that's coming out in Germany so I really want to take that, that okay now how about
9: uh, DJing, I uh, you're going to be going on the road, doing a lot more touring to support the label. I,
0: I am, uh, I'm kind of a reluctant traveler, I'm on planes me nervous, I always have, and uh, it's hard for me to jump on the plane sometimes, just uh, fear factor, you know, I'm, I'm afraid of flying, I mean, I'll admit it, so yeah, I love spinning in Chicago, it's my favorite city to play in, but every once in a while I do like get that issue, you know, and really spread the large music out.
9: Now can we look forward to like a, a new DJ mix from Mr. Jeff Craven?
0: with the idea of putting out uh, the first mix CD that I've mixed on large, which uh, I've never done before. People always ask me why.
7: You know,
0: I like to like the artists make the music stand out. Mm -hmm. I like to expose you guys and support you guys. That's That's
7: that's one thing I always
6: Among the five passengers who died when his helicopter crashed outside Leicester's King Tower Stadium on a Saturday evening local time. The club has confirmed that all of the five passengers on board the owner, Rishai Srivahana Paba, two members of his staff, the pilot, and a passenger, died when the aircraft spiraled out of control after taking off and crashed in the car park just meters outside the stadium. No one on the ground was hurt. The Thai billionaire businessman bought the club in 2010 for about 15 million US dollars. Under his leadership, Leicester City returned to the top flight in 2014 and won their historic first Premier League title in 2016. On Sunday, local time, fans laid flowers and paid tribute outside the King Power Stadium.
4: Indescribable really, he
7: so much money into the club, brought the club up from receivership, put the money in, built the team, won the premiership. Well, we couldn't have done it without him. I like,
6: say, just an actual shock. really. I don't really know, it sounds speechless. The Book of Condolence will be opened at King Power Stadium from Tuesday morning. In a statement, the club said, quote, Leicester City was a family under his leadership. It is as a family that will agree his passing and maintain the pursuit of a vision that is now his next. Treasure.
1: run by things will stay the course. There is no MAGA making America great again as long as there is a blank infestation. So you've dealt a lot with Gav and and this type of speech in your in your professional life. It's it's it's
3: digital threat intelligence. It's looking beyond the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Instagrams. It's starting to dive into threatening statements that are made in the deep and dark web, alt websites. Uh, so when we start looking at this individual, we're going to be looking at obviously his statements on Gab, but beyond that, how many other things have, has he you know, been posting on? Again, these are red flags, but they highlight a real challenge for law enforcement: is the availability to you know, take all of this information in, digest it, and then make a decision as to do we go and, and look at this individual? But like, how do we? What is the threshold for law enforcement engagement? I mean, Twitter and, and Facebook and everything like that—they have standards. When you start going into the domain that has no standards, that it's a pre-range behind paid firewalls. What is law enforcement's ability to get in there and, and start looking at early warning of you know anomalous behavior, some red flags. Every single time we've sat at this desk and we talk about, well, there was a posting here, there was a posting there. But how can law enforcement engage? And I think that's what we need to look at is giving law enforcement the tools to look at everything. Listen, there's analytics around you know digital media every single day. I mean, Target can tell based upon my profile when I want to buy a blender, right? right. They should be able to come up with algorithms across the board become unified to start looking at this anomalous behavior to see what is an early warning sign right. for, for, for behavior that moves that has the potential to move along the continuum from just rhetoric to right. physical action. And just and that's for the record, the Gab says, hey,
4: we, we support law enforcement. We mm-hmm.
3: contacted the FBI today.
4: That's what they right. say. But the existence of these sites where you can do anything, right. say anything, yeah. and usually these guys will claim, oh, I don't mean it. I'm just playing around. Yeah. But, but some but of them are serious. serious. the
3: tools that they need.
1: OK, but us. even, Mike, even if they do yeah. have these tools to monitor, even if they have the yeah. manpower to monitor all these different sites, yeah. And yeah. The, the, the environment is fracturing every single day. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. You can't act on that necessarily yeah, short of, you know, an actual threat. Right? Well, I will
5: tell you, major police departments do have social media awareness mm-hmm. platforms now to monitor Twitter and Facebook for a host of reasons. Gang activity, lots of things, it's important. With a case like this, though, unless you know about the individual, let's just say we have that algorithm that's going to say, I'm going to go after them. Put yourself in the